0: Welcome, everyone. I'm Sandra Bargeman. A few years ago, I wrote and performed a solo show called The Edge of Every Day, which was an exploration of the rough edges and contradictions we all face and grapple with. The show hit a nerve, and the relevance of the topic would only grow over time more than I could have foreseen. So, here we are. Real Talk with Real People sharing my stories baby. and perspectives that my spark my provocative baby. invitations to leap out of what's safe Pressure. on the edge of every day down, thanks for listening on no hello everyone we are live in the hive thank you for joining me on this the 43rd episode of the edge of every day here on talkradio.nyc For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, and for those of you who don't know me yet, I encourage you to check out my bio on talkradio.nyc. Or, of course, you can visit my website, sandrabargeman.com. And please tune in to any of my previous episodes with my inspiring guests. As my loyal listeners know, this show is about celebrating triumphs, pushing boundaries and exploring rough edges. Through conversations and shared stories with friends and colleagues, it's my hope that we can begin to understand our edges. And what I mean by edges is those places where we are fearful, those places where we are resistant to change, Those places where paradoxes and contradictions live in our beliefs and understandings, both about ourselves and the world around us. Those places we don't wanna look. Listen, we live in turbulent times and we are coming to understand that life simply isn't black or white. It must be an embrace of both. And the more we recognize our own edges, And get real about them the more we can help others to do the same and that i fully believe can help to change the world so thanks again for tuning in and without further ado it is time for me to introduce my guest this evening marianne schnall is a journalist author activist and interviewer whose work has appeared in forbes cnn.com huffington post time.com oh the oprah magazine marie claire glamour women's media center and many other media outlets her wide ranging interviews with global leaders span fields as diverse as entertainment politics business Spirituality and environmental and social activism, and include Oprah Winfrey, Maya Angelou, Melinda Gates, President Jimmy Carter, doctor Jane Goodall, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Gloria Steinem, Cheryl Sandberg, Anita Hill, Jane Fonda, Stacy Abrams, and hundreds of others. Marianne is the founder of What Will It Take Movements, a media collaboration, learning and social engagement platform. And she is also the founder of Feminist.com, a leading women's website and nonprofit organization that fosters awareness, education and activism for people across the world. She serves as senior media and communications consultant to the Global Center for Gender Equality. Marianne is the author of What Will It Take to Make a Woman President? Conversations about women, leadership, and power, which features interviews with politicians, public officials, thought leaders, writers, artists, and activists. Her latest books published by Simon & Schuster, include Leading the Way, Inspiring Words for Women on How to Live and Lead with Courage, Confidence, and Authenticity, and Dare to Be You, Inspirational Advice for Girls on Finding Your Voice, Leading Fearlessly, and Making a Difference. She is the host of the podcast, shift makers that highlights exclusive insights of luminaries and movement makers as they share wisdom on how to be an authentic change maker today. Marianne graduated from Cornell University with a BA in English, and she is also the graduate of the Women's Media Center's Progressive Women's Voices Media and Leadership Training Program. For more information, you can find her at com. Hello and welcome, Marianne. Uh, it is wonderful to be here. It's wonderful to have you. You know, and just to let all my 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 listeners in, that's not her full CV. I mean, I, I had, it's just incredible the work that she does. And I like a good long CV because unfortunately within an hour, we can't possibly touch on all of the extraordinary work that you do, that my guests do. So I like to include a lot of that. So thank you. Thank you again for being a guest on the edge of every day.
1: Thank you for having me and for that wonderful introduction so a complete and utter (laughs) pleasure
0: so i like to start my shows with how i know my guests and marianne and i met in the most unlikely of ways so uh i had a very well-known photographer headshot photographer that lived by me in the catskills by my home in the catskills which is where i'm tuning in from today and um and I get a panic phone call from him that his he's got an upcoming session and his makeup artist from New York City can't come and work with him, can't come up from the city. And can I do makeup? And I said, yes, I actually can do makeup as a, as a professional theater person who's taken that kind of training in college, et cetera. Yeah, I'm that level, I can do that. So I come in and I do makeup. And who walks in but Marianne with her gorgeous daughter jasmine you can pick it up here (laughs)
1: oh am i supposed to tell from the evolution oh no 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 that
0: you just know and that jasmine was wonderful and that you and i just had um a glorious conversation well Mm -hmm. and i'm learning about you and learning about jasmine who has turned into this extraordinary young woman both your daughters but i'll get to lotus too um we're gonna plug (laughs) them both and um but we just forged this lovely bond over makeup and photography, which mm-hmm. I just adore. It's mm-hmm. yeah. amazing
1: how life works that way. The universe and Who knew the-, the many different twisty ways we've worked together since then. It's been really exactly. fun to bring us to this So moment.
0: then fast forward, um, uh, I, I, I end up doing a, a little photography for Lotus at the time she's 11. Fast forward. Um, uh, I start to work thanks to our friendship, I work with Lotus on she's a marvelous songwriter singer songwriter and do you want to share a little bit about what what uh, what she's going through with her music and where we can find her extraordinary music.
1: Yeah, no, uh, you were so helpful. I mean, she has been writing, she writes in um, all different types of mediums because she writes, you know, children's books with the Jane Goodall Institute. She writes poetry. But the thing that she sort of has been her life love has been her songwriting and writing. And but she'd never really um, been at the place to share it. And so that was this huge leap to um, be able to figure out how to to, you know, develop and and you know share her music and so her work with you was completely transformational in terms of helping her get to the point where you know she could bring her songs to life and the, the you know to get them into a in the studio and get them out in the world get into the, yeah, now, you know, you can find lotusk.com you know, she's Excellent. released her first album and these same singles, she's working on new music, it's been pretty incredible, um, and you were just, you know, a huge part of her journey, so.
0: And I want to give a, a sh- thank you, and I want to give a shout out to Julie Last and yes. Colebrook Studios, yes. which is, she also was, wonderful in in the creation of that of those recordings and Mm -hmm. bringing that all to life so Mm -hmm. so both of your daughters are such a reflection of how of the work that you do and extraordinary work and speaking of lotus so now we're gonna dive into you of course (laughs) um i i was just back from vacation and i took Um, what would it take to make a woman president with me uh, on my vacation and was Mm -hmm. reading it on the beach on Cape Cod, which was a slice of heaven. And, um, it was written in 2013. Yeah. Um, um, so tell the origin story, speaking of Lotus, of how that book, that incredible book came to be.
1: Oh, thank you. This is another example of, you know, how things come out of unexpected places. Um, Mm -hmm. You know i had been knowing i was gonna you know write a book but i wasn't sure exactly um what the theme i was playing around with a lot of different ideas and then um one day i was in the kitchen with lotus um who was um you know eight years around eight years old it was after barack obama was elected president we were talking about how remarkable it was to have our first african-american president and she said this very just innocent sounding question you know why have we never had a woman president and I remember, even though I've been working on these issues for, you know, at that point Never. like a decade, it was it was kind of like I was like, huh, and I like had to really like think about why haven't we had a woman president? So it was right on the cusp. I don't know if it can be on the cusp of covering an event. I, I was covering a Women's Media Center event, um, and I knew there were going to be all these people there. And I decided to. I thought it would be an interesting question um to ask while i was there so i asked everybody from like gloria Steinem and mm-hmm. i can't remember else it's cheryl sandberg and um all kinds i came back you know kirsten joe all sorts of different people why haven't we had a woman president what will it take to make a woman president and I, I ran it as an article at cnn and it just exploded and it blew up and my agent at the time was like this is your book and i was like this is my book And he was like, yeah, if you can get people, you know, committed to, to be interviewed for the book, I think this should, you know, should be your next project. So I went to longtime mentor of mine, Gloria Steinem. And I said, A, like, should I do this book and B, um would you be willing to be interviewed for the book and she was like yes i'd be interviewed and you would be a good person to to do this because you would understand that um two points one that you need to look at it through all these variety of lenses and two that um it's not just about having a woman right it's it's there's so there's a lot of different layers to this just looking at it from all these different lenses so that i just went and it was you know it's it's a real mix of different people looking Mm -hmm. at this question not just why we haven't had a woman president but why we haven't had more women in different um, leadership positions, cross sectors um, and just looking at just, you know, how we think about leadership and power. And there's men, there's women, there's elected officials, there's artists, you know, it's like Maya Angelou, Melissa Etheridge, you know, Nicholas Kristoff, Gloria Steiner. I can remember all the people that are in it, you know, I need just, oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Yeah.
0: And Gavin Newsom, which I love, too. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I just love the spectrum. I, I it was it run, don't walk, get this book um beyonce of course that was a, a wonderful um plug that she beyonce said to all of her fans to all Crazy. of her, the young fans to run don't walk get this book it will absolutely inspire you to be a better leader in the world and we've may, got may to I just go say
1: to- i have no idea how beyonce got the book but it's been still one of the most profound surreal things that have ever happened to me and i took I'm it sure. as a spiritual mandate. That I had to do something with the book, which is why I launched my "What Will It Take" platform. Um, oh, so that I love that, yeah, because I was, you know, I was not about selling books. I really am trying to, you know, move this conversation forward and, I love and it. highlight resources that are out there to help. So, well, and, and and
0: just to bring it back to Lotus and your your daughters, the extraordinary, this the the profound simplicity of that question, and yet the mm-hmm. the, the the big. And the the legacy that you was inspired through by your daughters, this incredible legacy that's the and the give and take between the generations and then the inspiration for the next generations. The whole story is just incredible. But we have to go to break. And when we come back, we are going to talk more about that book and your interviewing and your your thoughts on women's leadership. Today, when we come back with Marianne Schnall on the edge of every day, stay tuned.
2: Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness?
0: back on the edge of every day with Marianne Schnall. So, uh, Marianne, I want to ask you how you got into writing and how you got into interviewing, but we have so many questions. If you can just keep that really short. When did you know that you were this curious person that wanted to move into interviewing, to move your writing into these interviews with um, uh, with other people, into mm-hmm. these extensive interviews, into the writing, the
1: mm-hmm.
0: activist writing that you are doing now?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a good it is a good question. You know, the the funny thing is that I did start as a reporter for us magazine, you know, an entertainment reporter on the red carpet and doing kind of like, I don't know how to put this, like, you know, sort of frivolous type of of like reporting where I'd be asking kind of not the most interesting, you know, tell me about your movie or things like that, Um, you know. um, And then um, it was really the March for Women's Lives um, when I covered that and got to interview people like, you know, Jane Fonda, Gloria Steinem, all these people who were out there for a cause. And I just it became excuse me. That was through us. No. uh, Yes. yes, Yeah. Right. I know. I my memory is that I suggested covering it, not that they resigned. Oh, so this was in you already. My grandfather was going. It's a whole other long story, and my whole family was going. I was like, you know, I'm going to be there, and it was. It completely changed the trajectory of my career. Um, And everybody, Cindy Lauper, and like Sarah Jessica Parker, Matthew Broderick. And I was like, wow, these people are here for they're they're using their celebrity for a cause. And then I was doing the cause celeb column for In Style magazine, and it sort of became my thing. And I was really getting educated, like Joanne, you know, Woodward or Bette Midler, about the New York Restoration Project, Meryl Streep about pesticides, and I had questions. And I was also I was learning about issues. Um, it just became just sort of a more. I really was learning and i had natural Mm. curiosity and then also just like you do it was also like i was realizing um i enjoy the conversation Mm. of you know just like i'm going to share something and they would share something and um it just sort of it just became my thing but i do sort of consider myself sort of like a little bit I think you'd probably do too like a conduit for like these are very uh, important messages and causes and how can I write questions that will best elicit the most meaningful wisdom um you I know you relate from them to you know help help the cause help them help help humanity and and the world so that's well, I
0: so, uh, before I jump into that next question, I, I have to put this in. I so admire you and your work and that you have been doing this and digging into all of these understandings and these issues in a way that it took the former crazy president for me to really want to dive in in, in, a, in a more profound way. I mean if we can say anything about that presidency mm-hmm. the how he lit the fire for women to I mean I was never shy about staying abreast of politics or, or being vocal about my opinions but how I've dug into the issues and the and where I had blinders and what bubbles I lived in was extraordinary and you've been on the front lines of this for over 20 years so I admire your work greatly and on that note who was your who was your first big interview you just rattled off a whole bunch of names but who was your
1: first oh my god you, you know? remember <laughs> i mean there have been so many because again and then i almost like the people i depressed i don't sort of count that because obviously i interviewed some cool people for that but it was the you know like the deep interviews right probably i i feel like one of the very first really big ones was probably gloria Steinem, honestly yeah. and um who i've now interviewed i i feel like maybe 20 times <laughs> you know over the years there's a lot of people like that i've interviewed like serial interviews like like maya angelou twice and like the oh. wenzler probably also like 15 and that's like which i really enjoy because mm-hmm. we've all been on our journeys together um but and it yeah, Oprah twice. You know, um, it it has a little bit of a, a familiarity, like how you and I have a familiarity, which is nice, and you can kind of pick up where you left off, and you've both grown. Nice. Um, so it's it's so hard to say. I've interviewed so many. Right. Um, well, speaking of grown, yeah. what what have you
0: learned from all of these iconic change makers? What what uh, that you've interviewed? What are your favorite nuggets of wisdom that you've gleaned? and that's a huge question i realize but Go well,
1: and there, I literally actually have, you're right, I have learned so much, so I, I can't possibly somehow because I actually feel like so much of who I am as a person has come. And don't even ask my daughters. I'm constantly around being like, as Jane Fonda said, you don't have to be perfect. <laughs> you just have to be whole or, you know, Maya Angelou will say. So I'm constantly going off with, you know, little, you know, Or Anna Huffington says, that's just your obnoxious remit in your head. I'm constantly quoting like little things. Um But uh, what was the question? Oh, so well, I really do feel that one of the things that has been most meaningful that I've learned has been that you know we're taught in life um, to almost just you know shudder to think about all the things that you're gonna you know go through that the 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 thing you have to avoid all of these um, you know um, you know crises or things that might happen in your life, but it's the obstacles and the difficult times. That in my experience, having interviewed some incredible change makers are those very things where you learn the most about yourself. That is something that Maya Angelou said to me that, you know, every time you get down, you know, getting back up, it shows you who you are. Um, But that also this concept um, of, which is something I got from V, uh, formerly Eve Ensler, who's founder of V-Day, the concept of turning pain into power. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, in fact, tomorrow, a piece that I wrote, hopefully tomorrow, the day after with Congresswoman Cory Bush, if you know who she is, oh, she has okay. an amazing memoir out. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the these are people who have been through traumas. And what they they've learned from it, and then they've used it to make them stronger. But also, she's now out there. She, you know, is the first black woman to represent Missouri in Congress. But she's now taking her lived experience, and it's informing her policy. Um, or, you know, the people that I speak to, like, you know, just, you know, all. Uh, all the different ways that you can sort of use your experience in order to help others, but to also just you know develop kind of your you know your, your courage and your strength and, and and your sense of who you are so I think that's a really big one. I think the other thing that really I took away because you know you're taught that we should all sort of um, strive for fame and fortune you know that that's the and then I speak to these celebrities. Um, And some of them, the one always sticks with me is Natalie Portman, who at the time I spoke to her for Entertainment Weekly. Um, She was Goodwill Ambassador for Finca International that works to help, you know, uh, women in developing countries, um, you know, to develop their economic, you know, sustainability. And she was talking when I said, how's it feel to help these women? And she said, oh, well, you know, it's not as much for them as it is for me. And what I find is that mm-hmm. a lot of these celebrities, the Jane Fonda's Natalie Parman's, not not all celebrities, let me clarify, but yes. a, a lot of them find they get there, they have all this money, they're famous, and that the only thing that really gives them meaning and, and, and connection and community mm-hmm. is doing work that then goes on to somehow, you know, help a cause or help others. So I feel like, you know, maybe we can all skip trying to get famous and rich and realize that, like, it's right in front of us. Um yeah, the service mentality. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. The service mentality that ushers us, you know, why, why be on the planet really at the end of the day if mm-hmm. we're not uplifting other people and trying exactly. to make life for all of humanity better? Yep. Oh, that's oh my goodness, there's so much there. I, I, I'm gonna swing back to the notion of pain and you know, the complete and utter edge of every day of that. you know the good the good is lovely and the light is lovely, but it is the darker things that are the, what propel us to learn and to grow. And you know that's a great segue into where we are with um, you know women's rights in our country today and um well actually before i do that i i I do want to back up um but we'll circle back to that using pain and women's rage and our traumas to propel us to make changes but i want to go back to the book again it was published in 2013 and uh, reading it on the beach i was overwhelmed by the the hope that was palpable in everyone's interview was unbelievable. And then, you know, so it's three years before the 2016, the big um, election with Hillary and what transpired. And so then another election in 2020 has transpired. And of course uh, the Me Too movement and such. So, so, what are your thoughts on your book? What, what did, what are your thoughts on the book since it had, since everything that has transpired? What are your thoughts about circling back to the book about what's transpired since then in terms of the inspiration that was in that book?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, certainly it was hugely, you know, I don't know what to say. I mean, obviously uh, I think we thought maybe we would have a woman present in my book. would mm-hmm. be dating. Totally. It um, was in that
0: book. It was totally Yeah. In that.
1: What happened, happened. Yeah. Um, however, we did get to see, and for all, I mean, she won the popular vote.
0: We totally did. Yeah. So
1: little girls all over the world and boys too. This is, you know, got to see a woman almost get there and we have made strides since then. It's slow um so i'm i'm like an optimistic hopeful person um mm-hmm. i do think and we also have our you know first um f- female and you know woman of color vice president you yes, know Kamala yes, harris so like i just am celebrating all the wins and the milestones that we are i just talked about you know corey bush who's you know every we're still Break. It, it's 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 we're in for the long game. let's put it right. that way. We are totally um, and those those we still need to look at the obstacles identified in my book. Um, uh, most definitely. More, yeah and we' we'll, and
0: when we come we've got to go to break. when we come back we will talk about that women's rage and pushing using that fire and moving us forward and women's power and your take on where we think women's leadership is today and where it needs to go and then of course we're going to jump into your podcast your incredible podcast when we come back with marianne schnall on the edge of every day stay tuned
3: are you passionate about the conversation around racism
0: the edge of, of, every, of day. every day. And we are back with Marianne Schnall. So doing my lovely research on you, I was um, reminded of this quote, when sleeping women wake, mountains move. And certainly pain, trauma, Me Too movement, the former president, all of these things have inspired us to all begin to wake up so what what are your thoughts on the status of women's rights here and internationally Mm, take a
1: deep breath on that one
0: i know i know Um, we understand you're not an oracle
1: (laughs) well i mean let's put it this way it's it's really concerning um it's always been concerning um i certainly think that um you know, well, first of all, here in in the United States, because I actually think I, you know, there, there are some, div- obviously the overturning of v. Wade is so oh. huge. I, the implications of that, I mean, I can barely breathe about breathe. it. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Um, so um, there are so many levels that, uh, I mean, going back 50 years um, and all of the implications, and we're, we're only just beginning to see, I, I can't understand why this isn't more of a being covered in the news about how that is affecting
0: just oh, that's, a whole so
1: show. Yeah. that's a whole
0: show with you no well
1: exactly so we don't even have enough time but that to me is absolutely i mean talk about women being enraged and we're seeing that and we're seeing women you know turning out for these primaries and what happened in kansas i mean and, you know yes, women are going to
0: vote surprising turning around yeah
1: and then, um, and also women are still, um, you know, nobody's really talking about it, but the the pandemic really leveled a serious blow on women in the workplace. You know, women had to, um, you know, a lot of women left the workforce. We're already, you know, the, it's, the, the numbers and then equity was so glaring. And by the way, everything I'm talking about when we talk about women, I just want to really underscore are always worse exacerbated for women of color. So no matter what we're Indeed. talking about, um, it's always really important to to you know keep that in mind. So they are just you know violence against women. You know the, there are so many serious problems that women face. And then when you look internationally, oh, I mean, you're seeing the, the same thing happen. Like with oh. exactly in in Iran. I mean, the only thing I'll say is that it, it, when you see pe- women taking to the streets, you know, and actually standing up. In and with violence, men too. I,
0: and I men too. Thrilled. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, and so, you know, right in Iran, and Afghanistan, I just reposted, you know, talking about my podcast, I resurfaced, it was, it was Jimmy Carter's 98th birthday <gasps> on Saturday. So I had interviewed him about, you know, the status, the discrimination and abuse of women. He'd written a whole book about it. And it was such a reminder of like, mm-hmm. we forget this, what goes on with, you know. Honor killings, rape as a, a weapon of war, you know, um, you know, female infanticide and right. all of the many forms genital of mutilation, just, all of it. Exactly. All of it. He talks about all that. And I think it's a real symptom of um you know, just women as second class citizens, but I, you know, I'm glad you said the thing about the fact that it was also Jimmy Carter, this is not a quote women's issue. We don't, we need women in the streets, but we need men in the streets. We're all interconnected. We should all, this is a about human issue. Exactly. It's a human exactly. issue. Yes. This is what boggles
0: my mind. Mm-hmm. Women in power, men, so many evolved men yes. understand that they don't want mm-hmm. this toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. They oh, want God. empowered women, and they want to be free to not be the that stereotype of that crazy toxic masculine
1: well i have to I have to say I'm in the middle of doing a piece that should probably be up by next week. I interviewed I don't know who Justin baldoni is. He's a book uh, and a podcast man enough Don McPherson, former NFL veteran Ted Bunch from mm-hmm. a call to men, and I'm learning um <sighs> that toxic masculinity. Um, the new term, well, I think even Don McPherson's talking about aspirational masculinity. There's nothing inherently wrong in being a man or a boy or having masculine traits. Uh-huh. It's about how to, like Justin Baldoni talks about, redefining masculinity. Because yeah, as you said, men are just as impacted by constrictive gender roles um, mm-hmm. as women are. So we do need to have them be part of this conversation, um, or we're never really gonna get to see the change that we need to see for for all all genders
0: amen well that's a good seg we can go on and on about that but i do want to get to change makers and shift makers mm-hmm. and i want to to talk with you about shift makers and there's my so um <laughs> yes do do you see an evolution or a rising of consciousness I love that question. Do you see, and, 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 you know, your podcast is called shift makers. What, honestly, Mm -hmm. what does that, what to you does being a shift maker mean?
1: Oh my God. Well, you're a shift maker. Um, So a shift maker to me is somebody who is helping to usher in new paradigm shifts in the world that are absolutely, you know, necessary to, I mean, I mean, all I can say is Leadership I don't think it's ever paradigm. been more clear mm. um, with all of the signs from Mother Nature, you know, we're living through oh dear pandemics Lord. and climate change. And then there's like school shootings and wars and all the inequities that we see that that's how do you say this nicely the human the human race is a little dysfunctional at the moment, yes. maybe. <laughs> I'm saying it nicely. Maybe we might want to try some new paradigms. Yes, some of those indeed. new paradigms might be realizing our interdependence with each other in the earth. You yes. started your- unity. unity, common unity, our yes. world community. World community. Exactly. And that means of all beings. Humans aren't the all-knowing, like we're at the top. No. There is a, a natural divine. Yes, like, look at so can we prevent the hurricane? No. Could we prevent the pandemic? There's an intelligence that we need to work with and we need to work with each other. You know, we I I remember asking, of... you know, maybe it was Jane Goodall, like, do you think mm-hmm. we forget that we're on a planet spinning in space? Like we literally are, this is our home, and we are family on this home with all living beings, and so anybody. So that's why anybody who you know Jane Goodall represents a shift, interdependence with you know the earth and the animals, or um, you know somebody like President Carter, or you know even Kimberly Crenshaw talking about you know intersectionality, or you know all of these people that represent sort of shifts in our thinking. just the structures on the planet that need to break down exactly exactly
0: Exactly. oh my and again that's another another program
1: but it's all Uh, hopeful so shift makers what i'm trying to do is say the more people who don't say oh my god it's like armageddon the end of the world and the more people are like oh there's a shift happening Mm -hmm. we're evolving our consciousness that has power and that can grow. And I really, truly believe that can like, you know, save the future of, of, you know, the totally. planet it's the
0: edge of every day, the willingness <laughs> to be real about the, the, the things that are working and mm-hmm. the things that aren't working, the darker aspects, yeah. the shadow aspects like that. And I talk about racism as being mm-hmm. a collective exactly shadow and misogyny as a collective shadow the willingness for Mm -hmm. everyone to get on board and to talk about it then and and we're seeing the structures the paradigms your word are are cracking and are shifting and are changing so what is your advice you know the edge of i always talk about the the biggest fear one of the biggest fears of the biggest edges is the fear of change And how do you, what would be your advice to how do you deal with your fear of change? What advice would you give to other people about being more embracing of change in today's world?
1: I mean, to me, I don't think there's just like what we're talking about. I think everybody can see change is needed. And, you know, that's, I mean, to me that's kind of the meaning of life of like you know yeah, is of sort course. of us evolving um individually and collectively so i would think that we all we all sort of want the same things i feel you know totally um, no, but i i think so oh go ahead oh yeah so um you know by the way one of the things i was going to say because i always wear it like this I had asked Gloria Steinem if there was a phrase to put on a bracelet, which it it benefits my organization, feminist.com. And she came up with the phrase, um, which means a lot to her we are linked, not ranked. Mm -hmm. We are linked, not ranked. And to me, that has always been such an important, you know, framework for sort of having this conversation of just, you know, talking about paradigm shifts. But to me, it feels good to, to feel that way, to feel, because to, there's so much, to, to. I mean, I don't think anybody wants it to be, keep going the way that it's going. Like, I feel like we all would welcome change. So I guess, um, you know, just going with the flow. You know, and it yeah. seems like we know that we, we need to break through into something. I think change w- will feel much better than, than with the stress that we're living under now.
0: It's connected. I see it connected to the consciousness, the raising of the consciousness, of course, that you're promoting, of course, in your show and Shift Makers, and hopefully I'm promoting in this that, you know, and it gets back to a sense of, of, uh, of internal work of getting real with that, that the the, the only constant in life is change. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I see some people as being very wired to be more accepting and more curious and actually mm-hmm. interested in change. And some people being more wired to be more incredibly fearful of change and wanting mm-hmm. to hang on to these old paradigms and these old mm-hmm. structures. So I find that to be uh, a real conundrum. Um, well, we in, can't in, control in When I deal everybody. with people. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know? I mean, I think it's it's A, that like I've started to learn on focusing on the people, you know, like, let's boost our signal. There's some people that aren't going to change, but also aren't like just gonna get it? having compassion for the, those people that they're fearful and whatever programming or like also just realizing like there's something to it. It's not sometimes in their contr- control, sometimes it is, but also like, I think not wasting energy on trying to change people that for whatever reason aren't going to change. Let's all boost our, you know, signal.
0: hmm uplift our signal indeed and you know as an interfaith minister i i always say you know we're bridge builders and i should be wanting to have these conversations with people um that that you know QAnon people but Mm -hmm. no i said you know those kinds of conversations i can't i can't no we have to Mm -hmm. be dealing with the same facts and i think Mm -hmm. modeling comfort with change is a more powerful stance for me to take and certainly Mm -hmm. that's what the stance that you have in your life and in your podcast and all of your guests all of the um interviews that i've listened to all talk about the embrace of change Mm -hmm. and the inevitability of change Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that also means you know in like my interview with oprah which i interviewed her about her documentary belief about the commonalities across all religions but you know the reminder of like what you were saying it does start with like your internal world and just you know, you have to start there. Um, you know, and and find time for for that too, because I think there's so many inputs that are overwhelming. And I think you know, it's that the be the change thing um, mm-hmm. is also just realizing you first have to take care of your own. You know, spaceship. <laughs>
0: um, I like that spaceship.
1: I totally like that. I'm
0: stealing that. Well, that's a great place for us to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you, how do you stay balanced and how do you stay hopeful? And when we come back with Marianne Schnall on the edge of every day, we'll get to that and we'll get to her leading edge when we come back. Stay tuned.
2: Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic.
3: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a
0: day. Chipping around, kick my brain to the ground. These are the days it never rained, but it falls on the edge of everyday and we are back with Marianne Schnall before we get into how do you keep balanced and hopeful Marianne I do want to connect to your bracelet one more time because I'm thrilled to tell you I read about it and I ordered one. What is the phrase again?
1: We are linked not ranked. So what does the, uh, you you started
0: to say what that meant to you but but specifically more specifically it was created by Gloria Steinem, What what's the what's the message with that?
1: To me, it's everything that we're talking about. It's that sense that there is no hierarchy, that we That's are the word all I wanted to hear. Yes. Yes, no hierarchy. To me, you know, it's 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 across, you know, all the many false divides that we, you know, are often used to divide us or rank us so or whether other us all of it. exactly all of them race gender class um you know ability um sexuality religion whatever uh, uh, global divides but also it with each with the earth with the animals right mm-hmm. it it's it, to me the more i've thought about it the more profound it gets. Yes. And um, and I love that it was sort of Gloria having to figure out what her how to put her this core philosophy, the world she wanted in on just to fit on a bracelet. and I, I've heard her say it you know many times since, and you know it's just I, I feel like you know that would be if I had to like I have a motto of the change that would really help where we are right now, it would be to understand that. Yeah, it's very it's profound. Beautiful.
0: And, and to purchase one of these is on your website, Mary. It's up. It,
1: well, we are linked, not com. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's, yes, and the link you. is
0: on your website as well. Yes. And um, in you, addition to
1: supporting my organization, twenty five percent also goes to Gloria's foundation too. So, and she loves the bracelets, which makes me so happy, to, you know, also. And then I just wear them to remind me of the message and for good luck. And, and cause they're, they're pretty
0: they're gorgeous and that's why I ordered one i for all of those reasons to remind myself i loved reading about the message how it was created oh so yeah you have how- to cuz it actually
1: came from this whole imagine project started with yoko ono and it was imagine you, it, you can read the whole thing of, of how it evolved but mm-hmm. um, yeah so and one day I, i'd love to have even you know more products and all all different things cuz i'd love to see you know everybody with this message
0: yeah. amen amen so again, um how how do you Marianne stay balanced and hopeful in these tumultuous times and what advice would you have for your younger self?
1: Well, these are all questions like I ask other people I'm not used to answering them myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me think. Um well, it's a constant practice. Um it's you know, it's not something you can perfect and I'm better most some days than others. I see, um, as we said, like today, when the, you know, the, the tree, you know, fell in the backyard, knocked down the whole swing <laughs> yes. the swing set, and the, and the phones weren't working. One of the things is like going with the flow a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, you know, and also just like we were talking about having gratitude. Okay, it didn't hit the house, didn't hurt anybody, you know, like trying to have perspective, gratitude. Um, that's an ongoing thing. Um, but, um, you know, I really have to find time, especially in all of the busyness, because I definitely can feel like I need to like save the world every second of every day, is to take time for myself. And like, I, I do try to like meditate um, in all forms. I do try to like take a walk. I highly recommend going out and being in nature. Um, just, I, I, I find that such a reminder of just like
0: what's important. Uh,
1: What's important, but also the magic and beauty and mystery and Mm. spirituality, maybe it's because I grew up in the city, I'm still like, oh, my God, like a butterfly and the birds and the trees changing colors. It's incredible. Mm. So I think those are some of the ways and then just, um, you know, constantly checking my thoughts. Because, you know, I feel like that's also just, you know, we were talking about before, cultivating a relationship with my inner world to see how I'm doing. Um, and then also like remembering to breathe. And and lastly, apparently I have a whole book on this, but um controlling um, you know, just just controlling the amount of inputs and what inputs you have. Cause it's mm-hmm. really tempting to mm-hmm. kind of be on your phone and everything all the time and just making sure that you take some time for, you know, just silence and reflection
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: um and advice for my younger self would be the advice that um you know i um two things and they're also things i say to my daughters and they're also made their way into like my book like dare to be you for girls Mm. um one is don't care so much what other people think um because i was obsessed with what everybody thought trying to fit in and be popular takes away your power um, you know, and every major, like big leader who I, I've talked to talks about, you know, I remember saying Nancy, please like, it doesn't bother you. People are always saying, she's like, Oh, that's their problem. Like, really, you can't <laughs> be a good leader and please everybody. So just like, please yourself, you, you can't speak your voice. Yes. And then my, my first book, um, which a book of quotes was, was called a daring to be ourselves. And this is dare to mm-hmm. be you for girls, be you we think we should try to fit in and be like everybody else. No, it's your uniqueness. It's, it's, mm. it's what makes you different is actually the thing you wanna cultivate, not to fit in. That's your gift, that's your calling. My two daughters are so different. They're both doing incredible things you know, in the world. And it's because that's what I try to develop in them is just helping them be true to themselves and celebrate what it is that they uniquely have you know, to offer. So those are some things.
0: Oh, beautiful. Absolutely. Well, and you're just such a a powerful mentor for young people because I would think because of your, your daughters Mm -hmm. that you, you can talk that language and you've written this book. It's,
1: it's very moving. Um, I learn from them, you know, all the time, people are like, oh, they must get so much food. I'm just like, literally they inspire me all the time. I mean, yeah, Lotus inspired a whole book, but like, I'm so glad younger people give me hope, you know, they really, um, you know, see the world, um, you know, in a much more, um, holistic, you know, intersectional way. Um, yes. Than some of us older generations.
0: Yeah, indeed. Well, I and hey, we're we're working on it. I, yes, I, we are. I'm so I'm so moved by what you were saying. And I'm thinking of of myself as a young person and and trying so hard to be perfect and nice, and this whole notion that to be a leader, you and it's particularly socialized for females, this notion mm-hmm. of being nice. No, the, to be kind. And in today's turbulent to our point about reaching out across to people that, that want to move us backwards, we can still be kind and be very forceful in our speaking our truth and speaking our voice. And in particular, young women need to hear this.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, more than ever, we're definitely being called you know, to use our voices. And that was the one um, point that Maya Angelou made in both my interviews was the importance of courage said that without courage, you can't practice any other virtue, you know, consistently. And in today's times, we need women who are often told, yeah, as you were saying, to please and, and, and be nice and not make trouble and, you know, sort of back into the corner. No, and we're seeing it though. So as you said, if anything's come out of the turmoil of these past years, it has been, you know, it has really woken us all up, but particularly women are, you know,
0: connecting <laughs> to gonna, their hearts yeah. yes core courage cure your heart courage. connecting yeah. to our heart and what we're most compassionate and passionate about with passion
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: oh well i have a million more questions Marianne ann but of course we are coming to the end of our hour mm-hmm. so i am going to stop and invite you to come back again another time i'd like mm-hmm. to continue this conversation in our future okay. And to thank you so much for being on the show tonight.
1: Well, thank you for having me. And thank you for the show. Because this is, yeah, exactly. Shift making, you know, I really appreciate. I resonate with the message of the show and what you're trying to do. And, uh, you know, grateful for our longtime connection.
0: Indeed, me too. So where can we find you? Mariannechanel.com. Yes. And so is Um, that, that's the best spot or? Well. Yes. All things lead to mariannschnal.com all
1: my articles and books are there shiftmakers is my podcast my platform whatwillittake.com Feminist.com, which will be going through a whole what should I call it like reimagining soon um but yes mariannschnal um a little bit of a wild west right now but it's being redesigned but you can find links to just about anything um you might need to know right there, and you're
0: so. also you're also on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and all of those places you
1: are you are ubiquitous you are well, you have to be not saying i <laughs> yes you must be you're you're right you must be in <laughs> oh, no, because moment. i i'm using my platform to spread the mess all these important Indeed, messages you must so be. you have to do what you got to do to get the word out so absolutely you know, I, I have to tweet I, I have every once same. in a while <laughs>
0: I'll do it. We can take a break from our phones and then an hour later back on there, getting the message out. I, That's I, I'm i in- thankful
1: we're all finding each other, you know, kindred spirits. So
0: indeed, indeed.
1: Yeah. Well, I,
0: I, for those of you who are listening in, I thank you so much. As you know, each and every day, we are always at the edge of the miraculous. So again, I thank you, Marianne one last nugget of wisdom before we say
1: goodbye um realize that right now anything you do well first of all vote there you go first of all that's the nugget well hello but also one last thing as jane goodall said Everything that you do every day makes a difference. So decide what type of difference you're going to make, what you say, what you buy, what media you can consume and companies you support, who you vote for, everything you do. So just to be more aware so we can all together like work to, you know, make a better word for, for us all.
0: Amen. Thank you. Thank you. To those listening in, we will see you next week. Remember again, always at the edge of the miraculous. Dance. this is our last dance, this is ourselves, under pressure, under pressure, under pressure.
2: You're listening to Talk Radio NYC, uplift, educate, empower Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc.